1: From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to that Chelsea podcast, episode 69, Home Comforts. Back to that Chelsea podcast. I'm joined as always by Jack Davies. How are we doing, sir? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks, mate. Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not been a bad week for Chelsea. Uh, you know, halfway through, I guess, in the Carabao Cup semi-final and uh progress to the fourth round of the FA Cup, so can't really complain. Uh, we're joined on the pod by Dane Whittle. Dane joined us earlier on in the season and he's back again for the second time this season. Dane, how are we doing?
0: Yeah, very well. How are you two doing?
1: Not bad, mate. Not bad. Just uh yeah. Chelsea's been a bit more enjoyable to watch in recent weeks, uh, so that's a, that's a bonus. Um, as I always do with guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. Now, Dane is part of the Chelsea fan cast. Uh, he appears on the show occasionally on a rota, uh, hosted by Stanford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd. And he also is a part of uh, Went to Moe Kings Meadow, which he hosts with Dean and Jane. So, Dane, why don't you... Uh, Tell people where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find the Fancast, where they can find When to Moking's Meadow, etc., and listen to, to those podcasts.
0: Yeah, Chelsea Fancast is obviously at Chelsea Fancast on Twitter, and it's the same on Instagram. Once I joined, I got quite friendly with Dean, and uh, he obviously knew that, you know, I showed an interest in, in, in the women's game. Not, not not a major interest, it was just more the, uh, the US, you know the women's national team Chelsea more of the big clubs but and he said well come on board you know we could we, we could do with an extra bit of help and he, he obviously thought I knew a little bit of this and a little bit of that so it, it was an honour to come on there and you know I'm learning more myself so that is uh obviously with Dean and Jane that went to Mo Kings Meadow and they're at Mo Kings Meadow on Twitter and the same on Insta and yeah I'm just at Dewitt9 on on Twitter I don't go on it a lot uh, sort of Go on it, have a look, moan and grumble at everyone, being moved even come off it for another couple of days. But yeah, I suppose everyone does it. Everyone moans about it and quotes it, but then everyone says, like, just ignore it. It's quite funny.
1: Yeah, all those links will be in the description below. And I say make sure you check out Chelsea Fancast. Make sure you check out Winter King's Meadow. Right, Jack, Spurs, a Caravel Cup semi-final. It's quite a comical Wednesday night, wasn't it? It was kind of it was just quite a weird game, really. You know, we were we were comfortable. We didn't really have to get out of second gear. We were 2-0 up, you know, Spurs, you know, put it, you know, put it all on themselves, making basic errors. They look pretty awful, but without really, you know, looking amazing getting out of second gear, we kind of almost have got the job done in that first leg. Not quite, you know, one goal in the second leg, base goal early in the second leg makes it a bit nervy, but that was that was a pretty good pretty good start to, to the tie, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, really good. Nice early goal to get started. And then from then we didn't really look back. I don't... Spurs were pretty awful, to be honest. We didn't have to do anything special at all to win that game. Um, It was just one of those I kind of came away at the end. It was a good performance, good result, but you just felt like we could have completely killed the tie-off and we could have probably scored four or five, to be honest. Um, So it's just one of those, like you said, if they score early, it could get a bit nervy. Um, Based on Tootles' reign, over the, over the past 12 months, you'd like to think that that is the tie done and they're not going to score three goals without a response from us. Um, but, you, but you never know, do you? So I'm still confident we should go through. That should be, should be job done and should be a final at Wembley.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dane, I guess, you know, Chelsea weren't at full strength, obviously, you know, hit by the news that Thiago Silva and Angola Kante had tested positive for Covid. But I guess, you know, wouldn't really necessarily have noticed how depleted maybe Chelsea were given it was, you know, Matt Langsaar was featuring in, in the back four. You know, Sal got got a start in got in, in midfield. Um, you know, it was Chelsea made a pretty full strength or close to full strength Spurs side, that pretty ordinary. And I guess that's a testament to how Tuchel has just got this whole group just buying into what he wants. And you know, the confidence he's gets placed in them, you know, by you know, trusting the likes of SAR, etc.,
0: in all the Carabao Cup games so far. Yeah, well, it's obviously taken, like, as you mentioned, like, something like Sal, a, a good while to adapt to, you know, it was just a bit of a surprise, you know, playing under like a Simeone. You thought he would have, you know, he would have been used to that dogged sort of style of play, you know, going to certain places in Spain and being that team that like, really grinds out results and like puts your foot in and like, you know, the old dark arts and the dark masters. And he sort of struggled with, with, with players doing that, against him this season but you know he's come on I don't think we'll buy him but you know he's, he's looked a lot better recently but it's yeah, similar to Jack I was quite surprised with Tottenham I noticed but they couldn't have been that surprised with our tactics because I know we, we 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 it looked like we was at a four at a back but then transitioned into a five without without the ball and obviously Ziyech was playing like a sort of mucked up right wing back right back sort of right winger sort of role wasn't he and but Tottenham just looked so ordinary. I just don't know what they were, what they were hoping to get out of the game. Were they, were they hoping to maybe counter attack us with you know with, with Son and uh, Mora and Kane, like obviously just coming deep. It was a weird performance by them. But like you said, you know, Tuchel is such an intelligent manager. You know, so impressive. I don't know where the doubts were coming from. You know, about a month ago, uh, I think it's it's expected with with Chelsea managers, but with him, I think he deserves. He deserves that He deserves that. You know that. The guessing. You know why do people try and second guess him? Why do people try and guess the? You know the. Uh, the board. You know the chairman. I bet. I bet. They're absolutely uh, delighted with him uh, and everything he's done so far. So why he's being judged and questioned so early on in in his, so early on in his Chelsea career? But yeah. With him, managing them and coaching them, I think, you know, people like Sar can come in. And he done such a good job on Kane as well, didn't he? You know, had Kane quite in his pocket, if, we, if, we, if we're going to take the, the mick out of Kane. Uh, he's quite impressive, considering he doesn't seem that tall, Sar. He's got a bit of a leap on him, you know, he's got a bit of a tackle. Some points in that top game, I thought he, he thought he was the second coming of Rude Hullet, the way he was trying to spray it around. But apart from that, yeah, I was quite impressed with him and the whole team in general.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. That was a really impressive performance. Obviously, the first goal happens due to Tanganga giving the ball away. Alonso pounces on it, plays in Kai, who shot Ben, gets turned into the net by Sanchez. And the second goal is just comical. ZH whips in the ball. Tanganga clears it and he clears it against Ben Davis and it's 2-0. And yeah, just like that, we're in pretty much cruise control. Uh, Spurs make half-time change. Doherty comes off for Ndombele. I think it gives them a bit more control. They look a bit better going forward, but still don't look great we probably you know, eased off a little bit second half, but even then, Jack, you know, there were chances to kill that game off, and Hakim Ziyech, like, you know, that, if ever you want to, I guess a game that kind of encompasses, like, the feeling towards Hakim Ziyech, that was it, because he plays a sublime ball for Timo Werner, you know, which he can't quite finish, but then he also misses two absolute guilt edge chances, and that shooting, again, I kind of referred to him, we saw it again yesterday, it's a bit powder puff, he always, like, you know, you see him opening up, but it's so predictable, and he always hits it straight to the keeper, but sure. You know, he got I think he got Sky's man of the match. Akim Ziyech, you know that was a good performance, albeit you know, he still left us wanting a bit more.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um the the pass for for uh, Timo was was sublime and that's what that's what he's all about, isn't it? Playing playing those uh like those risk-taking passes. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care if if his uh, passing accuracy percentage is is not Not the closest to 100. He wants to try and create those chances that win games and that could have been one unfortunate. I know some people said from different angles they were in the ground that he should have scored from where we were. It looked like a good save but yeah, it was just disappointing all those chances in the second half. Rom had a few as well I think. Uh, One was probably more of a half chance on the volley but then he had another one late on that probably could have done better with. So it was it was a great performance. It was just one of those that I said, like I said earlier, was just a bit frustrating because we really could have fully got the tie done and, and, uh, given players like Sarr, et cetera, another game against them next week. Cause, uh, from what I've seen, Silver testing negative again, I fully expect him to come back and if Kante's fit, he'll probably play as well. Um, I think that's probably the best shout going into that second leg, start strong and like yesterday, try and get the job done early and then, and then bring people, people off and give the other boys some, some game time.
1: Yeah, Dane, I know we sort of talked about Sal a bit at the start, and I thought against Spurs, he was brilliant. I think it probably did help that Spurs didn't really put any pressure on him. He was allowed to just, you know, kind of a lot of time on the ball, was able to run with it, spread around a bit. But I guess if ever you wanted, you know, a sign of Sal's, Sal's confidence is when he tried to, uh, you know, recreate Gianfranco's uh, heel sort of flick goal against Zola, uh, against Norwich in the FA Cup. You know, he was, he was that was probably his best performance in a Chelsea shirt, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, as I'd said five minutes ago, you know, under a Simeone manager, I'd like, you know, if I, when I used to play, I'd like a sort of manager, you know, ones a shout and like really like put you on your toes, you know, they, they give me the most confidence. And you'd think he would be like a confidence player. Once again, you know, I don't know what Tottenham were thinking. They sort of sat off us in the first half, second half. When they came at us more. I think it was very smart by Tuchel. I think he knew they was going to come at us. So spaces would open up. And as you mentioned, we had quite a few chances to put the game to bed. Uh, especially Ziek. And and as you said, Sal, yeah, he's he's got a bit of a Jorginho about him, with with maybe more legs, you know, with more pace. Uh, maybe a little bit more of an attacking threat. It's hard to, it's hard to see now because he does obviously. When he plays for us, he's in that two with a little bit more freedom. But he, he, you know, he's he, he can only he can only try and press against who 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 he's playing against. And 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 obviously, even even the game yesterday, you know, he looked okay. He looked quite good. Uh, yeah. Again, Conor Gallagher coming back. I can only presume that they won't be taken up a thirty million pound option. But you know, if, if he's grown in confidence and he's he's being given games, you might. You know. I, I think it was, it was only a couple of years ago, you know, Athletic Madrid was so impressed with him, they gave him a £90 million you know, buyout clause. So, you know, it, it, at one point he was one of the best midfielders and one of the highly rated midfielders in, in European football. Uh, everyone was sniffing around him probably about three or four years ago. So, you know, if he can get back to those levels, he could actually give Tuchel and the board something to think about.
1: Yeah, and I guess it now feels like he is an actual option that Thomas Tuchel trusts. You know, we've seen him did start against Wolves in Premier League. He started, you know, against Brentford in Carabao Cup. He's, yeah, he's that. clearly got, you know, I guess a role he can fulfill in this team, you know, especially in the Cups going forward, he would be a useful player for someone for Tuchel to trust. And it just gives us a bit more confidence in, in rotating and resting the likes of Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic, et cetera. But yeah, that was the first leg. I say. Spurs were, were really poor. Conte, you know, was pretty quiet on the touchline, not really, you know, the animated Conte we have been used to seeing at Stanford Bridge. Um, yeah, Spurs. Spurs were pretty ordinary, and I guess you know we've been boosted by that. But I think uh, Conte has ruled out Hung Min Son from the second leg. He said he's, I think, basically out for the rest of the month, so that's a big bonus for us. But yeah, it was two 0 uh, It was comfortable. Um, I guess, Dane. I know we'll see, but it was the first game back for Romelu Lukaku since you know his famous interview and and then apology, and then whatever people think about the apology is up to them. You know, it's I didn't really care about it at the time. I kind of just was ready to move on, but. What did you kind of make of Rom's performance? Because again, I thought, you know, some good moments, but also almost felt at times he was trying a bit too hard. And then also, you know, I said, Jack mentioned Chance. I feel there's that header in the first half, but really he probably should have put away for 3-0. But how did you kind of assess Rom's performance against Spurs?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been watching football too long to worry about, uh, you know, what people say. I thought it was a little bit disrespectful. I thought he was just trying too much to make it up to Inter and got carried away and maybe a bit like, you know, when you see the... You know, going onto ITV show like you know the Jungle show, when they just forget that people like you know everyone's watching them, and they'll they'll let out some some, some stupid chat or some talking. You know, I just think he got too carried away and too comfortable, and just absolutely you know forgot what he what he was talking about because it just seems so strange after four months. Uh, yeah, I, I think he did try too hard. I was, uh, you know sitting next to uh, sitting next to me, I was sort of saying he looks like the, the United Lukaku, you know. Sometimes it looks like he was running in, in quicksand. He was he was struggling a bit. But he is, you know, you know, he's human after all. He hopefully he's realized he's made a mistake. And he is, you know, you're gonna try and impress, you know, you're gonna try and <laughs> the only f- the way anyway, can shut people up what is by scoring goals. You know, I thought it was a bit rich of him in about 70th minute. I think he looked at the Mafia and lower and started like waving his arms up. come and let, come and get up, get up, you know, let's hear you. And I thought, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit cheeky uh, how he got away with that. But yeah, I would, I I think it, I'm sure it was Jodie Morris said years ago, just on average just say we've got hundred people in, in the club, you know, backroom staff, coaches, players, youth players. You only have about six of them who actually support, you know, would have supported Chelsea. So the, the, other, uh, the other 94 would, would have affections towards a club, but they won't have that, that proper feeling. Uh, so I'm not going to worry about someone having feelings for another club. You know what I mean? We all know Mason's a big Ponty fan, but you're going to try and tell me he doesn't love Chelsea? You know, Lukaku's going to have feelings for Inter. We know he had feelings for us. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, we can all look back at that video, can't we? When he was like a kid coming at 14 or something on a on school trip from Belgium. And you see it loved then, you know, it wasn't fake, but I think he just got too carried away. You know, he loved his time in Italy and he was just speaking from the heart and he just completely disregarded the thoughts of 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 us Chelsea fans and, and the manager and everyone else. Yeah, no, exactly.
1: It was... Yeah, I think we've just moved on, and I think Tuchel's moved on, and the club moved on, which is just the correct thing to do. He's our 100 million man, 100 million pound man. He will be a crucial part to what goes on for the rest of our season. Yeah, we just got to get him back on it. Uh, Jack, I just final thoughts on Spurs. Kepa, you know, this is the first of his games, I guess, you know, without Edward Mendy. Uh, he's been our cup keeper. Again, you know, didn't have a huge amount to do, but what he did do, you know, what he was required to do, he did well, a clean sheet, you know, a good save from a Kane free kick in the. In the um. In the second half, you know, I think helped, you know, made an important save late on to keep it at 2-0 as well. So, you know, just encouraging signs from Kepper.
2: Yeah, on the whole, on the whole, good. I think the first thing he had to do, the ball got put in the put in the box from a corner and and he kind of spilled it and dropped it. So I thought, oh great, here we go. But uh other than that, obviously didn't have really anything to do. Good save from the free kick and good save late on. So I mean he'll be he'll be happy with another clean sheet. Uh boost the confidence more for him and yeah it's just a really important few weeks for us with Mendy away so it's important for us that he uh he keeps the form up and if he can keep keeping clean sheets then we're gonna go and win games at the end of the day so yeah encouraging
1: yeah no, that he was good Nice, no, I say kind you know with another big goal in a big game for Chelsea you know <laughs> A frustrating player, no doubt. A player we want more from, but that's goal in the Champions League final for us, goal the Carabao Cup semi final goal against Liverpool early in the season. He does tend to score some important goals for us, and it was nice to see him on the score sheet, albeit go off with a slightly, you know, with a finger injury. But he's back. He finally came on yesterday against Sheffield, and he'll be good to go for the second leg at Spurs. But we move on to the FA Cup now, Dane. I'm not sure about you, but the FA Cup is always the third round, especially is always one of my favourite weeks of the season. You know, where, albeit even if it's not a glamorous tie. It's the start of one of the the most traditional, the oldest, you know, competition going. It's a competition that Chelsea always takes seriously. It's a competition that, you know, means a lot to us Chelsea fans. And against Chesterfield, you know, we paid them respect. We put a strong team out there. Just quick thoughts, you know, 5 1, you know, was that team maybe slightly stronger than you would have gone with? But I guess, you know, we were able to get most of the big guns off, you know, pretty early and wrapped up in
0: Cotton Wall for for Wednesday. Yes, firstly, it's, it's good, Nick, to hear, you know, the love of the FA Cup because, again, relating on about Twitter, I don't know what, whether there's it, like a rumour it's not that much respected or, or loved anymore, and it's more of a uh, you know for f- my generation and more you know obviously you had that dream you know when we weren't that good you had that dream of getting to an FA Cup final. Obviously we did we didn't have we didn't obviously see it for for quite long years, but you'd still have that the adulation and the love for the FA Cup. There's something about it. So it's good to see you know you hold it in so high. Uh, yeah, the team is, ugh, yeah, it's one of those situations where you can't win can kind he of either way. You know, he, he puts out a weaker team. Uh, I thought he was right with Cover. I thought, because Cover was so good in recent weeks, you know, just keep that kettle boiling. Really good to take him off after 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, Sal, again with Sal, I don't, I don't know if he's maybe just above Ruben at the moment. I think they might be just level. I think, you know, Ruben come on a couple of times recently and Sal's just left on the bench. So you think they're probably fighting out to 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 overtake each other. But I thought Sal, that's was, that was correct, 90 minutes. Yeah, I could have maybe done with another one or two, three youngsters. But I suppose Tuchel's thinking, well... Like recently when we had COVID cases and injuries, I might have to rely on a Barkley. I might have to rely on, a, you know, a Saul or or, or whoever else. So I can't just leave them on the bench or, you know, or at the same time, put them in the shop window. Uh, it, you know, I used to so much, so respect Carlo back in the day uh, because when we was away, like a three or four nil, when he had youngsters on the bench, he would bring them on. That must have been like the, the, the unwritten rule. Uh, behind closed doors you know with three or four nil up I've got youngsters on the bench there coming on so don't expect to come on if you're a senior player Frank started obviously to do it as well uh, but yeah we obviously by all accounts you know uh, Charlie Webster's is quite a good little player so it would have been nice seeing him and you, you would have fought with five subs and at the time you know a four five nil up you would have thought we might have a chance but you know we got to see obviously Lewis Hall who, who was very impressive so we you know it's so easy to grumble isn't it but at the same time, appreciate you know who who was mentioning Lewis Hall at the beginning of the season, or you know months ago, or even weeks ago. So be grateful for that. Yeah,
1: no, Zali, uh, Jack. I obviously a, a better early debut as well. We'll get onto that a bit later. But uh, Jack Lewis Hall, I think, was the standout. He was kind of a, the name on everyone's lips at full time. He was a name everyone was talking about. That was you know, you know, we've got to play into the context of it's a national league side. It's his first game of professional football. But he certainly showed he belonged on that pitch and he wasn't overall by the occasion, did he? Didn't
2: he? 100%. I mean, the kid's 17, just turned 17. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and you say it's a National League side. I agree. Obviously, it's not, it's not the same quality as playing a Premier League or Championship team. But those boys that play in the National League are big lads, grown men, putting strong tackles, physical. And he looked. Absolutely a calm out there Um, in that respect. Calm on the ball, um, taking people on going forward at points, kind of like Rudiger sometimes tries to do, getting up up the pitch, involved in a lot of the goals, got an assist for Rom. And what people probably don't even know that maybe don't watch the academy very much is that that kid is not a left wing back or a left centre back. He plays centre mid. So to come on in your senior debut and put on a performance like that is at that age is honestly unbelievable. Um, For me, having seen a lot of the boys from the academy come through that system uh, and maybe go elsewhere, go on loan and stuff, honestly, that that was really special for him and his family. He he should be so proud. His family will be so proud. And, um, yeah, I think he's... I know it's Chesterfield, but he's potentially shown to too sure there that maybe we don't need we don't need to go and get go and get some reinforcements. Potentially, he can do a job in in the other FA Cup fixtures going forward. Uh, maybe not quite ready for the Premier League, but he's going to be knocking on the door after a performance like that.
1: Yeah, no, it was very encouraging. He you said he'd get the assist for Rom's goal, and as I mentioned, it was a strong team. We started with the fact that we had, you know, Romelu Lukaku starting, Timo Werner starting, uh, Hakim Ziyech starting, and Christian Pulisic starting. You know, obviously we did, you know, take the lead. Timo scored, Sapping. You know, pretty simple. Uh, you know, we we don't really need to go through goals. People kind of seen seen what happened, but yeah, we, it was fairly fairly comfortable. Callum scored a really nice goal. Um, you know, good shot from distance. Uh, Rom said missed missed some good chances, but then was able to get his, get one. Um, yeah, Christensen just got like a header. It was, if anyone, you know, it just seemed to just be slowest goal ever, but it was, you know, right. he channeled his, his Branislav Ivanovic in Amsterdam against Benfica with that header. Just a slow looping one into, into the top corner. Obviously not quite the the same dramatic uh, circumstances as that one. And then, yeah, the fifth goal was a penalty. Pulisic, uh, ZH Ziyech. And Dane, obviously it's one of those games where you know, we got the job done. That's what it was all about. It's kind of hard to really take a huge amount away from a game like that when Chelsea are playing. So, I mean, it was still a fairly strong, strong side, but when they're playing an opposition, but we are expected to win, who we don't really face often. Um, I guess just on you, for you, how nice were I even just to see, you know, we saw Vale come on, get some minutes. We saw, you know, who play the full game. We saw Lewis Baker, which I think was actually just a real good feel-good story of the fact that he's been at Chelsea for for ages. That was, I think, his first appearance since an FA Cup sub appearance against Derby back in uh, in 2014. So about eight years ago, or whatever, he's been on countless loans, had a few, you know, injury issues, etc. I guess for you, how nice, of it just to see like him, you know, I guess that was just quite nice, just you know, a nice touch from Tuchel, just to see a player who who may well be off at the end of the month, who's not, you know, had the Chelsea career, he would like but he gets to play at Stamford Bridge, you know, kind of just gets to fulfil that dream.
0: It's a hard one, isn't it? You know, we we all knew, you know, the reputation Lewis Baker had years ago. I think, I don't know if he was part of that famous three that Mourinho claimed that if if they're not an England team in three years, then he's failed his job. I don't know if that was supposed to be him, Izzy Brown, and was it Slanky? I don't know if Lewis Baker was part of that three, but yeah, it's a hard one. You know, I did see some grumbles, people saying, well, again, you know, what is the point in bringing Lewis Baker on? Because, you know, you could have bought a youngster on who's, who, who's on a longer contract. I don't know if Lewis Baker's contract's up at the end of the year, but... So, you know, when let sentiments get in football, but yeah, you know, at one point, as I said, he was, his reputation was so high, both footed. I know I know certain coaches, you know, looked into his game and could not work out what what his foot was, you know, what his uh, natural foot was. You know, he used to score free kicks. He was so good at set pieces, corners. And, you know, you forget it's at 25, 26. And wow, you know, how the loan system hasn't worked for him and you've got a feel for him and... Yeah, so having said all that, I, I I'm, I'm glad he did come on. It, you know, it, it touched to me. Uh, but then, you know, blue tinted glasses again. As I said, as he blocked a, a you know a possible debut for you know, for Charlie Webster. But you know, again, too cool. You know, can't win in these situations. Uh, you know, I, I get with with Rom as well. You know, with all that. All that, all that crap that come out, you know. And again, struggled a bit against Tottenham. But then, you know, get him in there, get him a goal. Okay, who else do we need to score? Werner. Okay, we'll get him in there, let him get a goal. Okay, then get them off. Uh, well, obviously, got got Lukaku off, get cover off, as we said. And then, you know, Havertz as well. Yeah, get him. In. Hopefully, we know we can see a bit more Pulisic. But I think again, he he struggled. They're not easy games, you know what I mean. Having you know, having played football, and no doubt you guys know as well. You know, we're. Especially as playing a striker, when you know you're playing a weaker team, you're rubbing your hands thinking, how many goals am I going to get today? Oh, you know, I want that top goal scorer trophy. It don't, it don't always work like that, unfortunately. Uh, it's in your mind too much, you end up missing the most easiest chances, but you end up scoring the following week against a tougher opponent. But yeah, we couldn't do any more. You know it, it, it was a, you know, it was a, you know, it was a win. It was what we needed. We got minutes, you know, uh, more le- more more minutes in the legs for cover, players like that who need it. But one 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 question that did get me, especially when I saw the team, I'm not going to butcher his name, but the Dutch player, Xavier, uh, maybe you two can pronounce it better than me, he was, you know, the next yeah. fan guy who's had a terrible injury. I can't understand why he's... So, if you're struggling a little bit with defenders, as we said, you know, was playing Lewis Hall in on the left of a back three. Why he wasn't considered? Why he hasn't really been considered? And he hasn't. Even, he didn't even make a bench against a non-league side, you know. But played. Obviously, he's fit to play because he played earlier earlier that day with uh, with uh, Jude sonson Bell, who also wasn't, you know, considered. But you know, that's why Tuchel gets paid the money. He sees them. He knows what's going on. And we don't yeah no exactly exactly
1: I guess if you want to be you know picky I guess there was frustration but Ross Barkley came on against Chesterfield and didn't have a great cameo it was yeah a bit frustrating watching <laughs> Ross Barkley and I guess it was a frustration but yeah why couldn't we see a kid instead I was a bit disappointed to see Kai come on for 45 minutes you know I thought he's he's played 45 against Spurs he looked relatively sharp he'd pre you know he played against Liverpool the previous week as so well. I didn't think he was necessarily lacking in fitness and I thought could we maybe you know not Play someone else there? Could we maybe not? I know play Vale in a position that better suits him rather than playing him right wing back. That's just being, I think, really sort of really picky. But it was nice to see uh, academy players on pitch, and I think it was just nice. Well, Marcus Bettinelli, third choice keeper, gets his game for Chelsea. You know, he's not going to play many games for Chelsea, um, but you know, he gets he gets his moment against Chesterfield. Um, but Jack, I guess you know, I actually kind of want to first spend this. I was quite happy to see Chesterfield score. I was, I was as as a as a football fan in me, as the football fan in me, the game was dead it had no consequence to us. I was happy for Chesterfield and those 6,000 fans and shed got their moment yesterday. What about you?
2: Yeah, yeah, quietly say it. I think some people probably be listening and uh, ripping us. But yeah, I think for maybe the last 15, 20 minutes in that game, you just thought, oh, let, them, let them score again. And that was probably, probably seeing those fans celebrate was probably one of the highlights of the day, to be honest. They... They savoured that moment and just yeah took it took it all in, and fair play to them bringing six thousand fans as a non-league team to the bridges is quite something. Um, and yeah, one of my one of my good mates, his brother played at Chipstead non-league, and one of the boys he played with a few years ago used to play at Chipstead, and that's tiny little ground. And then yesterday, starting for Chesterfield at the Bridge in front of forty-two thousand people, so. yeah it's just nuts the football world sometimes things can just click for you and you get that lucky break and yeah I just think yeah fair play to those boys um from Chesterfield just yeah took the whole moment enjoyed it and good luck for them for the rest of the season I know they're top of the top of the conference so hopefully they'll come up and be a football league side next season yeah, and
1: I think that's kind of just the beauty of the FA Cup but you know, even these small teams can just get their moments. They get their days out and it's, yeah, it's what makes it such a special competition. And yeah, it was, it was nice to see. It was just, you know, yesterday was just a feel good day. There's a lot of positivity to take away from it. You know, Lewis Hall for us, something up in Chesterfield obviously got their, got their moment in the sun. I'm uh, going to move on to listener questions. First question. Good friend of ours, Dean Mears. How much can Tuchel really take from the positive Hall and the negative Barkley RLC performances against Chesterfield. Because it's kind of, you know, well you know, a lot, I don't know how much you saw Twitter yesterday, but a lot of Twitter was set, you know, after Lewis's, Lewis Hall's performance was like, right, we don't need a backup. He, he can be our man. And for me, while I, it was nice to see the positivity, I thought he just played 90 minutes against a, a non-league side. He hasn't, that's his first game in professional football for Chelsea. He went, you know, he was struggling with cramp, you know, near the end as well. It just seemed a bit premature for you. Obviously, you know we've said he was very positive. He's very good going forward. But how much do you guess do you take? You know, read into these this game against Chesterfield, You know, judging on performances.
0: Yeah, so it's from Dean Mears, is it typically? Yeah, don't freaking leave me alone, will he? he? Always has to get involved. If I ever do something different, don't involve him. He always has to just like little remind me that he's about and he's watching. Uh, yeah, it's hard because as as you know as uh, as Jack said, you know that is uh, not his. Not Lewis Hall's natural position so so what you're saying we don't need to buy a, a left wing back or a right wing back because we, we you know we've got Lewis uh, Lewis there who actually played left in a free. Uh, listen, you're as I said very smart very intelligent manager he he must have been impressed with that you know again like you like, like Jack said you know you're playing against seasoned pros who who, who know the game. In and out, you know, and and would have been up for this game. So we can't just just ignore the fact of how how well he played. You know, I have my feelings on on certain players. You know, I worry a bit about Dave and Alonso going forward. If if Reese and uh, obviously chill out for the season, Reese out for quite a while. You know, obviously we didn't we didn't fancy Trippier. Uh, it's probably an age thing, even though he's, obviously. I think you really need to discard over thirty. Now players are so fit, but Chelsea obviously have that strict rule, and they probably only would have wanted offered a thirty-one-year-old trippier a, a one-year contract, which obviously he wouldn't have taken. Newcastle must have threw for so much amount of money at him, but yeah, you can't you can't not be impressed impressed with with, with him. And again, with Barkley and Ruben, you know, again Ruben, you know, similar to Lewis Baker, you know we have a feeling for him you know we all want him to do well obviously he's had a lot more chances he's had better loans and I think he hasn't taken his opportunity this year you know by hook or by crook by injuries by Covid whether it's luck or not under Tuchel players have been given chances Uh, and it's up to them to take it if you don't take it and it's tough you know and with Ruben oh, you're such a massive fan of him and he, I think he'd just been average unfortunately he, he had a good run of games again whether it was by luck by injuries or not he had his chance to shine and he was just okay Uh Barkley it's easy to say you know uh, you know, not give these players a chance or not bring them on but if no one's knocking on that door and sometimes you hope well if I can just bring him on for half an hour and he shines a bit someone might take notice it's, uh, it's a hard one but yeah it's Again, you know, you you could have just say Pulisic would have had a ten out of ten yesterday, a starring role, and everyone would have said it's just the field. It was a little bit quiet, and they said, "Oh, Pulisic's quiet again," and he's not really that good. So you can't win either way. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, I reckon we should we, we should we yeah we should praise more Lewis Hall's uh, performance rather than worry about Barkley and Ruben because you know I unfortunately I don't think they've they've got a future at Chelsea. I Hope to be proven wrong with Ruben, but unfortunately I don't think he has. Yeah, it's a shame with Ruben.
1: I do think you know he did start the season. He actually, you know, there were signs he was looking quite good, and then unfortunately, I just think in the last month or two or whatever, it's just you know not looking. I think, but one West Ham performance aside, I think aside you know since the entered, he's looked pretty ordinary. So it's been it's been a shame to see. Uh, yeah, next question, Ross O'Connor: Is Hall good enough as a backup, or is Dini still needed? This is kind of what I was looking to on the last question, Jack. But I think it, it does seem a bit presumptuous, you know, off one game to you know go right. Let's discard Luca Dini because we said. That's not even Lewis Hall's position. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how if Alonso suddenly goes down with injury, how happy we are seeing Lewis Hall playing out of position, playing at left back or left wing back in the Premier League against the likes of, of Man City, et cetera, or you know, just pretty much any Premier League team when he's not used to it. Um so you know, despite how good Lewis Hall was and we've praised him, you know, he's very good going forward, you know, best player on the pitch, he looked looked assured out there. Uh you still still wanting that 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 backup, but I guess you know, a sign that hopefully we can get to see some more Lewis Hall in the FA Cup, depending on what kind of draw we get.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think it was... Yeah, he really stood out yesterday for me, uh, one of the best players on the pitch. Um, I think it was probably... If he could, if he can keep playing these games in the FA Cup, brilliant. But I think it is maybe one of those that Tuchel's playing him and putting him in that, sh- not shop window, but putting him in that window for teams to take him on loan next season, potentially. The kid's 17 years old. Um and you, whether you like it or not, yeah, some of them might be good enough. You, at that kind of age, you've got to be careful with them, uh, bringing them through. You've seen players start playing at 18 in first teams and burn out by 22, 23 years old. So you have to manage that carefully. I think, personally, he's putting him in that window for next season for a team to take him on loan. Um, nothing wouldn't take it away from him. Yesterday, absolutely brilliant but I agree I think we've still got to go and get a left wing back left back someone that is has played there and is experienced enough through whatever division and I I personally think Luka Digno is a is a good shout uh played a lot of Premier League football good on good on the ball good at free kicks uh got good technical ability can whip a big cross in so I think he's he's the man to go and get um which I'd like on on a, like an option to buy at the end of the season potentially, but it doesn't look like Everton are are wanting that, and they want to sell him sell him outright.
0: Yeah, Dan, you've had your hand up. Yeah, I've uh obviously you know Jack's going about Luidonia, and more close to home for me is Serginho Dest. I've seen a lot of talk about him on 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 Twitter again, freaking Twitter. Uh, and I think I'm in quite a good position, obviously, to talk about him. Uh, obviously, people you know, chucked him under the bus straight away, saying he's not good enough, you know. Under a good manager like Tukul, uh, Tuchel could really improve him. Uh, you know, if we're looking at backup, he's naturally both-footed, That is one of his pros, you know, pace, skill. He likes a goal. One of his against, one of his cons is obviously his height. His defending isn't great. Positioning a bit. But you, you would hope that for the fever supposedly Barcelona are asking and I'm not saying it just because he's an American uh, I think that would be a, a nice risk as I said both footage you know if he's a squad player on the bench you know when Chilwell back James is back you know was injured well you whack him on so if you've only got Dinho there then he can only sort of play on the left can't we Dest can play left and right and I think it's a good option for 20 million but I can see why people are a little bit negative on him because his defending is a little bit you know, Barcelona were, were, were playing him so far up the field at one point, so he won't go anywhere near defense. I think, but with work, he could be a really good player. But again, you get the height. You know, he's not the tallest. But I think these he's both footed players are so talented, and I think he would be. I'd like to see a risk taken on him. Personally. Yeah, I
1: think it's worth it. As well, we've seen Tukor's, you know, pretty much improve, basically, most players here as well. With a Chelsea, he's been able to get a tune out of them. Yeah. So, but, you know, Dest is quite young still. So I get there would be. No reason. I think the main takeaway is that we kind of do need, you know, a backup, a backup sort of sign there. And so as Jack, as you mentioned, you know, about Hallswell, I think it's just, you know, simple. Just give them a taste of what it's like, taste of what first team football's like, really. We've seen against Brentford, you know, Sunset Bell gets a debut, Simmons gets a debut, Vale gets debuts. There's just these moments as well, like just showing the young kids in the academy as well. There's a pathway still. We've got all these, you know, brilliant players. But there is a pathway. You will get your opportunities. You've just got to work. And I think it's one of those, you know, just give him a taste, take him out for a bit. We probably won't see him again until maybe, who knows, next round of the FA Cup, depending on, on when it happens. But I think that's fine. You've just got to, you know, give them a taste and show them what it's like. And you know, what training with the squad, being on the same pitch with these players, you know, the Chelsea players all trusted him yesterday. They were all very confident giving him the ball, letting him do his thing. So he had full trust in his teammates. And I think it's just one of those, you know, just be slow with him. I don't think we need to, to jump to conclusions and say after one game, but you know, it was, it was promising, but let's not, let's not go overboard. Just give him time to, to develop. And we'll just see, you know, what happens, but you know, the left wing back position is something we, we want to get. And it's not like it's going to be blocking his pathway. Cause we said, he's not a left wing back. He have just played there yesterday and did a very good job. <coughs> um, Next question comes in from Arnie. Uh, could Chelsea have rested cover and soul today? I know we kind of touched on it. It's one of those. It's a tough one. I mean, I didn't really have an issue with Sal starting because I, you know, against obviously we have to see what happens against Spurs next week. But if Kante's back fit, I'd like to see him start against Spurs. Although I could see him maybe being, you know, of, bought off a bench with City in mind of the weekend. Cover, you know, I thought just 45 minutes at most, which he got, so I didn't really mind too much. But Jack, you know, just one of those, you know, we could have maybe we could have maybe seen Ruben start, could have maybe seen another academy boy in there. But it was just one of those, just get the job done. We don't want to risk any, any you know any any upset. Because we've seen yesterday, there were upsets, you know, Kidderminster not Reading out, Cambridge not Newcastle out. There were some shocks in the FA Cup. And although it would have been a very, very unlikely shock, mm. Tuchel just didn't want to, you know, give him that hope, give him that chance. And, you know, thankfully that game was basically dead after five minutes yesterday.
2: Yeah, we didn't want a uh, Bradford repeat in 2015 or whatever. So, yeah, um I think for me, Sal needed to play that game based on, how well he played against Spurs for the confidence for him. I think it was a good decision to keep him uh, keep him in the starting team and just carry on that form and kind of build that confidence amongst the fan base because he's got a lot of stick. But it seems like he's slowly starting to turn the wheel, people starting to to respect what he can do on the football pitch uh, and cover yeah you can argue maybe we shouldn't have started him but at the end of the day he's played for only 45 minutes we've taken him off at pretty much the earliest point you can and he'll be well rested for for Wednesday night so I don't think you can really complain there at all
1: yeah we didn't suffer any injuries yesterday or none that we've known of as of you know the time recording so I think that's a good thing as well you know it worked yesterday all the risks worked. uh next question comes in from Shyam with Tuchel going with a back four against Spurs and executing it well, would you like to see more of it in the coming weeks or would you prefer the tried and tested back three? Obviously, Dane against Spurs, the back four was kind of played out of choice. You know, we mm. we, we were yeah. running very low on the ground on defenders. Um, we did execute it very well. You know, so much, so I think, that you know, you say Conte's, you know, sacrifice his, you know, tried and trusted, you know, back three to, to try and match us up and go for at the back. Um, but, you know, were you is that something you would like to see more of in recent weeks? Because obviously, you know, One, you know, thing that's said a lot on Chelsea Twitter is, you know, our attack is, you know, people think moving from a three to a four will enable us to get more out of our attack. But then you can also argue, well, the back three has just been so successful, there's not really a need to do that. But would you maybe just like to see the back four, maybe, I guess, just in different, you know, cup competitions, I guess, maybe next rounds of the FA Cup, maybe just to see a bit more of it? Or, you know, are you not too fussed?
0: Well, although his hands were tied, he pulled out... This tactics against a very good Tottenham team with a very good, obviously a manager, potentially world class manager, and it worked and it worked really well. I liked it. It it it, it made us. It helped us get an extra attacker out there. Uh, I, you know, again, oh, I can see why people are hit and miss on on Ziyech, but having watched him at Ajax, he had so many different. I probably said this on the show before, so if I'm repeating myself, <laughs> previous show, but he had so many pieces around him, right back, left backer. Uh, Fast wingers, strikers. you he, he always had someone to look for. But when he's uh, playing in that free up front with, for example, say Lukaku and Mount, and at the moment with with no Chilwell and James, his range of passing is always going to be tested. You know, he'll look to his left, he'll look to the right, and he won't. He doesn't see a lot of pace, doesn't see a particularly a lot of great of movement, and that is whether it's limited or not. That is that is ZX. Uh, you know, his pluses. You know, he gets in those little pockets and likes to produce the balls as you know as Jack said, oh, that, or or you said, Nick. Ball to to Werner, I'm thinking he's the only one who can probably do that in our team for the, for, for the Tottenham game, and I'd love to get him in there in, in that team somehow with with all the different options around him, just so he can he spread. You know, we saw his qualities under uh, obviously Lampard and when we was playing a certain formation, and it, it did really start to look good. But yeah, I like it. I you know, I was I was sort of. Sort of argument on the Chelsea fancast recently, but he didn't have a plan B. To call and and as we've seen, he has now got a plan B. Whether his hands were tied, but it looked really impressive. Uh, it looked really impressive how, how how we executed against Tottenham and we made Tottenham look very ordinary. Yeah, exactly. Because
1: especially when looking at our lineup, you did they didn't scream, but didn't seem a huge amount of pace out on that pitch. You know, you said as P and Alonso. Sort of your fullbacks not not exactly the quickest. You have Z, Z H in there as well. He's not. Not necessarily the mm-hmm. quickest. Drum's got a bit of pace, but you know, and then Kai's got a bit of pace, but it wasn't necessarily a really quick lineup. But in people, there was a bit of fear, especially looking about Spurs' side that, you know, with Son and more of us said we made him look very ordinary with that back four. And I thought that was, you know, very nice to, to see. And it I think it's as we've shown, you know, maybe it's not something, you know, we'll see too much often, but I think, you know, it, it worked, it it looked pretty good and said it's definitely something to to consider. And if we can, I guess, you know, that back four maybe even comes more into the reckoning when some, we've got someone like Reese James, when we've got someone like Ben Chilas, those pacey fullbacks as well, you we can bomb forward be even more effective than, you know, the fullbacks we had, you know, Alonso and, and Dave, who I thought again, both against Spurs were, were pretty good yeah, were. even going forward. So it's, yeah, certainly one to, to consider. Uh, next question, downhill. Tuchel has tried a number of interesting tactical tweaks in the last two games. Which one stood out to you the most and which did you like the most? Jack, so obviously you know, in is, I guess, you know, Chesterfield and Spurs. Obviously, Spurs with back four, we kind of talked about Chesterfield was interesting. We still saw Callum, you know, Spurs, well, on the lineup graphic was was a right back, but he kind of was just sort of playing everywhere, really. D and wasn't, you know, playing a back four. he was playing a different position. But I guess which tactical tweak if the last sort of two games necessarily stood out to you?
2: Um I'd probably say just against Spurs at points where I saw you'd say we were playing a back four, but then and we're going forward, you'd say it was probably a three-five-two or potentially four-two-two two at points. I think I personally saw the like four-two-two. Two. So, so you'd have this. It was Saul and uh, Saul and Jorginia, and then sort of Ziyech and Mount in front, and then Rom and Kai up top. That that's what kind of stood out to me. Something a little bit different, kind of fluid fluid formation there. Um, but yeah, I think over over these past two games, just seeing something slightly different from Tuchel that has, has worked really well, especially against Spurs and uh, Antonio Conte. When you see Antonio Conte make a change at half-time and switch, switch from his trusted three at the back to a four at the back, I think that says everything about how well the tactical changes work for Tuchel. And I think for the fans as well you've seen that that tactical nouse over this past week that Tuchel really is a is a world class manager so we've yeah when we've we've i think we'll keep seeing the 3 if we've got the fit players etc but it's nice to see that there are there are other plans if if we need to call upon them
1: yeah, because certainly at points earlier on in the season, it did sort of feel like the three were back would be played sort of no matter what I said, you know, we go back to the Brentford League game and there was a lot of talk with, you know, I think Rudiger was out or whatever and people were thinking, right, this is where we go back to the back four. You know, people didn't really want to see Melang Sambel was talking, okay, we'll play four at the back. But no, he's, he went with a trusted back three that day. But I think it's now shown that, yeah, maybe there will be points where he can go the back four, which is, which is what we want to see because, you know, t- we have seen... I'm not saying it will happen again, but we have seen past. Teams figure out a free of back Conte's three-of-back got figured out eventually. You know, we struggled with it, and Conte didn't necessarily have a huge, much of a plan B. As a plan B sort of went from a 3-4-3 to sort of a 3-5-2, and that was sort of a bit hit and miss. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, final question comes in from RJ. How much of a positive momentum generated against Spurs and Chesterfield is considered sustainable v transactional, i.e. lower league opponents and non-full-strength Tottenham? In the cup competition to see this one interesting because, uh, firstly, I don't actually think Spurs were, were not full strength. I thought that was pretty much close to full strength Tottenham as you get. They had Larice in gold, Davinson Sanchez, Hoyberg starts them. Skip is a player that's trusted a lot. Son Kane and Moore is a strong front three. Uh, Emerson Royale starts them a lot. I guess Doherty at left wing back was interesting. I think Regulon was only fit for bench, and Doherty just struggled at left wing back. I think the fact that he's a right footer and he just kept trying to cut in on his right probably didn't help suit him at left wing back. And he was thoroughly ordinary. I actually think it, you know. Not, I don't want to say get away with it, but I think it'd have been interesting to see how Tuchel's tweak worked if we'd have had someone, if they'd have had someone like Regulon playing, would Ziek have maybe found it a that bit harder dealing with him because Doherty just made ZH life quite easy. But yeah, I I don't think Spurs were necessarily you know under strength. I think Spurs were probably had more full strength than we were. Uh, it's just our depth is isn't you know too bad, and the fact that you know Tuchel's got him trusted. But Dane, how much of this positive momentum you know generated it is sustainable versus you know transactional?
0: No, I think it, it, it is. You know, as I said, if we've all played sports or or anything, you know, you know, you have a good performance, no matter who it's against, you you, you score a goal, you know, or, or an assist or something, you take that momentum on, and you know, we can only, obviously, the old cliche, uh, play and beat against who 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 the fixtures against. Then I thought we 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 were very good against Tottenham. Yeah, there was missing some players. You know, you've got to mention the cartels, Dyer. I don't know if he was suspended no, or of course, yeah. Covid, but he's seen as an important player for them. God knows why. Uh, but again, Regulan, I, I would have liked to have seen Zieck against Regulan. I don't think Regulans a very much good, good defender. He's, good, he's a good attacker, like most fullbacks uh, nowadays. Uh, but yeah, I think you know, I think we 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 was more weakened than them, and uh, that should have given us massive confidence. And again, you know, Chesterfield is a, as I said earlier, it's a it's a game you can't win. You know. You struggle against them. Oh, my God, they're a non-league team. You, you batter them. on. Well, well, it's a non-league team. But it, it's got to be good momentum. As I said, you know, you got a goal for Werner, got a goal for Lukaku, nice little 45 minutes for Kovacic. You know, not everyone's going to play well. But again, they're getting... But keeping the kettle boiling, as I already said, you know, momentum going. So you've got to hope it is, you know, it, uh, and we will see. We will, you know, we can answer this question in, in more depth and more detail after the Tottenham game. <laughs> if we lose or we go up and we say, OK, well, that was a complete waste of time. Those two games that didn't give us no confidence, but you can only hope it does. You can only hope it does. And, and as I said, Tukor, you know, had some decisions to make regarding the selection and I think he got it right. And I think he, again, he was just trying to keep things ticking over and luckily he got goals from, from players that we need to get the goals from. We haven't seen enough of goals from Lukaku, Werner. I know both of them have had injuries and Havertz as well. We need more goals from him. Uh, so we got the goal with him against Tottenham. He looked okay when to come on the second half, got the goal from Werner Lukaku. Good momentum. Great goals, move on.
1: Yeah, Jack, anything to add?
2: No, I think that sums up perfectly.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, it was a good week for Chelsea. It was a good week. It was a comfortable week. And as said, if we get, you know, presuming we get the job done against Spurs on Wednesday, you know, then that's, a, that's us in a Carabao Cup final. We're still in a healthy place as a club. And then we go in, you know, into the Man City game in a strong position. We are still second in Premier League, you know, despite our patchy home form. Well, I think we've drawn five of our last six at home in the league. You know, haven't kept a clean sheet at home in the league for a while as well um you know but i think this week has been good as, as i said you know i sort of jokingly said earlier in the week you know a chelsea side out of form you know can see you know struggling a bit I haven't kept a clean sheet well who do you want to play you want to play spurs you know because <laughs> kind of a team that you know you just want really because spurs there you go there's that clean sheet for you there's that comfortable win that's you know that's their first win since leeds in uh in december so yeah it's just just nice really it was yeah we we you can't we can't obviously go too overboard with these two games. To say the Spurs game that first leg, if we you know don't get the job done the second leg, is is redundant basically. So, but yeah, Chesterfield we got the job done. You know, it's FA Cup expected to. You know, we move on. Not not going to go overboard. No need to go overboard. But it seems you know last three games that like Liverpool performance, Spurs in the cup, Chesterfield just seems you know to be a little bit of a, a slightly happier place than it was, you know during during December where we uh, we were drawing games etc. You know we weren't necessarily playing our best football. And, you know, all of a sudden in January, so far, seem to maybe have slightly got out of that, that December slump, but we will have to wait and see what happens. But that is all the listener questions we had today. Uh, before we go, I want to thank Dane for coming on. So, Dane, before we go, why don't you give yourself, you know, one last bit where people can find you for FanCast, when to make Kings Meadow, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. First 20 minutes was a bit of a struggle. I think, the five hours kicked. Come back to bite me on the arse, and I was trying to pull words out of my brain, and they won't come here. But once I, uh, once I once had this strong coffee, I got better in the second half. Uh, uh but yeah, yeah, obviously I'm a I'm a, a D wit nine. Uh, and obviously I, you know, I I, I run with Chelsea fancast Instagram account, and I also obviously regularly do the went to Mo Kings Meadow with a highly talented. Dean and uh, obviously a highly talented Jane as well, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. You know, if you want to, you're wondering about women's football, and you, you like to get involved. You know, there's lots of podcasts out there, but come and listen to our one first because hopefully, hopefully, we'll give you something to come back for. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. You know, a really quite big supporters, Nick. Of you, Nick and Jack, and maybe should be more, but I'm such a busy bugger that oh, sometimes you, you send me that post, you know, try to promote the show, and I freaking oh, yeah, I'll do it in a minute, I'll do it in a minute, and I'll, I'll never get around to it. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, I do get on my way to listen to your shows uh, actually before anyone else's. So you know, well done, and yeah, you, you, somebody guess you have a really good, really intelligent, and it's, yeah, great, always great to listen to. Oh Dane, thank you for coming, wise, and yeah, it's always a pleasure having you on. Said we, you know, had Dane
1: on. Dean on, you know, when we can, you know, we've had Chidgeon last year. I'll need to get around to getting on again this year. But you know, the, the relationship we built with Fancast has been quite nice to see. And yeah, said, you know, if you like, if you'd like to listen to Dane today, if you'd like to listen to Dean on the pod in the past, you know, then they do their own podcast on the Chelsea women's team. And if you like enjoy listening to them, then I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to that. And if you want to know, listen, listen and learn about the women's team, then check them out. It's really, really, really good stuff. And yeah, obviously, I know the women's team, you know, no, no games at moment, nothing due to, to COVID outbreaks or whatever. Unfortunately, but make sure you do check them out. Um, it's some really, really good content out there. Uh, as for us, we're on Twitter at that Chelsea Pod, on Instagram at that Chelsea Pod, or on all your usual podcast platform providers. If you enjoy, leave us a rating review you on Spotify. You can now give us a rating. So if you want to give us five stars, that's help. That's awesome. That goes a long way. Uh, um, yeah. When I tweet for that, like, retweet wherever, share it about, play it to whoever will listen, play it to your nan, play it to play it like your car, play it on your Bluetooth speakers. Whoever, just get 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 people listening to us.